Today's in-flight entertainment is brought to you by the Royal Flying Doctor Service, which has helped my family and many families across Australia. But did you know that it is more than an emergency aeromedical service? They provide dental, mental health and GP services in regional, rural and remote locations. If you wish to support the RFDS and many Australian families, you can donate in the link in our show notes. Back from my trip to Hewenden last week where I was helping out my brother with some air work operations and I made an oopsie. And I wanted to start with this oopsie because I feel like it follows along the theme of today's episode, but I was filling up the fuel pod and I was just having a yarn with old Pete the fuel man, lovely, lovely guy, about his solar panels and my trip away this weekend and went to go look at the fuel pod pulled it out and it was full and went all over me. And if you've ever smelt Jet A1 before, before it has started burning in an engine, then you will know it absolutely reeks. So that was my pilot error that I have quickly learnt that one, Jet A1 is hard to get out. Two, always have vinegar in your laundry cupboard. And three... Always stay focused on the job. Anyways, today, that is my oopsies. Today we have Shannon in the studio with us and Shannon is the head of operate, uh, head of fixed wing at our um, family business. So he looks after Zephyr Australia and, excuse me, Townsville Flight Training, which we say in today's episode, actually is going to be rebranding. So he looks after all that sort of stuff. Shannon is an absolute legend. And he told us a story in this episode that has so many important messages that I'm actually really, really glad that he came in. And the general theme of it is human factors and I suppose your attitude or ego. And After we recorded this episode, he actually sat down with me for a little bit and he said he used to think that, you know, this story that he told today was really, really embarrassing and he didn't want to tell us. And then we kind of came to the conclusion that, you know, it is really, really important to one, admit your mistakes and to be honest, especially, you know, when you are a beginner pilot or not even when you're a beginner pilot, just anyone in any you know, level in the aviation industry. It's so, so important to be honest because being honest could not only save your life, but it could save, you know, the life of someone who has to fly your aircraft next or someone who's going to be operating on that machine or, you know, just anything. So I'm really, really glad that he kind of overcame that embarrassment and came in here and sat with us today and chatted about it because, yeah, it just has so many important messages and It is a really, really long episode, so we're not going to go into headwinds and tailwinds, and instead we're just going to go straight to today's app. Enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard Aviatrix Airwaves. Please do not turn off your electrical equipment, which you are listening to this podcast on, and instead just sit back, relax, and enjoy as we are about to take off into this episode. So now fully. you're saying my head is small and we haven't even started the yeah, podcast and you're it. already firing shots I'm at a, me. I, I'm already, I'm, no, I'm just trying to get some allegiance here. <laughs> <laughs> you have the same yeah. problems I do, Georgie. <laughs> I do. I actually do have yeah. a really small head, so yeah. Yeah. that is my problem. The, the only good thing is I think, the, like, I see, like, Tim Lennon who's 6'6", six, six, right? Mm-hmm. And he struggles to get in and out of aircraft. Oh, we... I we're comfy. We're sitting comfy yep. in there. Yep. Hey, that's it. Yeah, yep. <laughs> it's designed. It's the first thing I've come across that's designed for me. You know, mm-hmm. every pair of pants I get, I've got to freaking alter them. <laughs> you know, yep. No, I feel the same. <laughs> my jeans always. Yep. yep. Okay, we're on right now. Hey. Yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, that's that's actually a really good point because a lot of people come to us saying like, "Hey, what are the height limitations or weight limitations or you know, can I?" be a pilot because I'm too small and I'm like bestie look at me I'm five foot and I still make it work I've got my little booster seat I think do you think that's because of like the air force and the army used to have Mm. well have Mm. such strict rules with flying that people just look at aviation in general and think that 
I think is. so. Yeah. yeah. If you, if you kind of think of like, I don't know the um, what do you call it? Like stereotypical. Yeah, the stereotypical pilot, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. They're not short. They're not too tall. They're kind mm-hmm. of that average. Height. Oh, they're that perfect, perfect. in between. Yeah, that I hate Goldilocks. Them, <laughs> them Goldilocks. <laughs> <laughs> but they, you know, the Air Force, mm-hmm. I think they, um, you know, they know that women mm-hmm. um, can handle a lot more G-force because typically they've got a smaller frame. Yeah. So um, go the girls. Yeah, go the girls. You mm-hmm. ask any any operator, mm-hmm. you know, even anyone that operates like heavy machinery. Yeah, they prefer the female operators because they're more gentle on the equipment. <laughs> and I see it, you know, yeah. in flight training, like um, some of the, you get some guys that are, like really like you know mm-hmm. like at, at, like the gym, you know, like <laughs> pumping the yoke like it's the bench press or something like that. It's <laughs> like no, no, no. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, and you get other ones nice and gentle on the controls, which is what you're yeah, looking for. Yeah, no, that is true. Yeah. And, well, thank you for coming in our studio today. It's good to have someone from the fixed wing side in finally on the business. <laughs> woo fixed wing, take it over. No, no, no. <laughs> hey, uh, okay, about three minutes into the podcast and you've already <laughs> gone too far. Yeah. Anyways, okay, that's your, your one strike out. We'll, we'll keep going. We'll see I'll, how I'll far you get. Up, so. <laughs> but... I, I love that Dad mentioned you in the podcast last week, so I found it really fitting to have you in our studio today. And I wanted to just dive a bit more into not only your journey into aviation, but then kind of your path to then you sitting here and being with us here in Townsville because you've done a bit of work around the globe. Mm. So that's really exciting, and I haven't really had the chance to hear that part of your um, life. Yep. So we might start with that and yeah, how you got involved and yep. where your flight path took you. Okay. All right. I'll take you. I, I haven't actually told many people this story, but Aww. I thought of it the other day and um, it, it, I don't know, some reason it, it, it reflashed in my mind, but mm-hmm. my earliest memory of wanting yeah. to fly, right? Mm-hmm. I was about, I was living in Brisbane at the time. Yeah. I was about, probably about five years old. Wow, right? yeah. I, I remember this so clearly. Um, and I saw something on TV. I can't remember what it was. Something that, uh, you know, like maybe it was a superhero was flying or something. Was it black and white? Oh, I had it to get <laughs> you once today. <laughs> one point me, well, one point I, you. I actually think uh, you might have you, two points. You got me there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it probably was black and white. I remember a little black and white TV we had. Um, and yeah, anyway, um, decided to give it a go myself. Mm-hmm. So climbed up. I remember like we had a high kind oh, of no. retaining wall. Yeah, it's, it's good. Um, and jumped up onto the garage roof and gave my first flight a go. Jumped Lovely. off the roof, expecting that, you know, I saw it on TV or a cartoon, mm-hmm. like maybe I can fly. Landed flat on my face. Yep. Yep. Um, and I had a scar, and I, it's still there somewhere. I was trying <laughs> to, I, I, I forgot to look at it in the mirror to see if it's still <laughs> there, but it was there recently. Oh, and like, you know, cut my um, eyebrow open and gashed my nose. And I remember just having to lie down for days because I couldn't do anything <laughs> after that. But that was honestly my first that attempt. That was your first flight. <laughs> yeah. Can you please um, reassure <laughs> us that it's gotten better since then? It has. As our chief pilot, I'd like to know if um, the flying <laughs> techniques are better since jumping. I don't try that anymore. <laughs> oh, unless okay. I've had a few drinks. Okay. No, yeah. no. no. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's got better. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Very um, good. Yeah. Um, I'll go on. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Continue. yeah, many years pass. Glad you're here still. Yeah, glad I'm here. <laughs> After <Yeah>. that crash. <laughs> I learned quick as a kid. That good, was the only good. thing. Um, and had a, you, you hear it all the time, you know, like had an interest in, mm-hmm. in flying and it fascinated me and just, I don't know, the go fast bit, I yep. think. I think that's what it is. Well, makes sense uh, that you're in fixing then. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll make an admission later. Remind me about okay. fixed wing versus heli. Okay, okay. okay. Oh, when hang you, on, let me write that yeah, down. Yeah, yep, yep. you keep going. It's, it will sh- it, it's shocking. Okay? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm interested. So Keep listening, guys, because yeah. I am interested to see where this goes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, so didn't do – like, my dad – I told, you know, my dad and mm-hmm. big supporters said, yep, yeah, be mm-hmm. a pilot and those kind of things, and didn't really do too well in school. And mm-hmm. back then – and it still same, exists brother. now. No, same. Same, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Went to school for fun. But, yep, that's it. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> well, it was a lot of fun <laughs> so, when you didn't care about it, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> that's it. I ended up okay, so hey. Yeah. Um, and well, you, did, did you ever get this, like, that it is another stereotype? Like, you've got to be really good at maths. Uh-huh. Yes. I have so many questions constantly 
saying like, hey, I, what if I don't want to finish school or, you know, what maths and what su- or science should I study? And it's like, just do whatever you really enjoy yep. and be good at that yep. and put your all into that because I think like the biggest skill that you learn well from school is determination for your study is the biggest thing that you can take from school into your pilot's licence. 100%. Yeah. Yep. And you see it in the students, right? Mm-hmm. So like... I'm not always looking for the brightest student mm-hmm. in the books. I mean, that that's a plus. Yeah. Um, but it's about the attitudes. Yeah, for sure. And then I, I think I discovered that over mm-hmm. time. Um, yeah. And I think that's why I've been able to do what I wanted to do in this career mm-hmm. um, because I just adopted the right attitude. Yeah. Um, and still suck at maths. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, it looks like we'll both be working on that yeah, one yeah. for a bit. <laughs> yeah. um, Georgie, go back... Before your time, oh well, yeah, they didn't have flight training courses that were funded mm-hmm. by um, vet vet yeah. fee. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Or back then it was hex debts mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Just so, student loans. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, and my parents couldn't afford flight training. Mm-hmm. So um, tried out for the air force and that didn't work. Yep. Well, um, was it the height? Um, no. No. No, um, it wasn't. No, it okay. was. It wasn't. It was. Um, so I was I just, trying actually to, just trying to one up you again yeah, there. Yeah, no, sorry. You've got to hit a sore point here. Yep, sorry. Right, yep. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I actually got through to like flight screening and we're in these little things called CT4s, which are aerobatic planes and stuff. And yep. did a flight final flight test and mm-hmm. was through after that. Uh. But in the test, the instructor said, do this aerobatic manoeuvre to the left. And I said, okay. And I did it and he goes, oh, that was, he said, that was really, really good. But I said to do it to the right, and I, oh, went, and he said, "Sorry, we're that. That's it." Oh my goodness! But I, I'm pretty sure it was other things, you know. Yeah. Like they just, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. But it felt like mm-hmm. that's how I left. Phil, and it was just that. But I'm sure, I'm sure he said left, you know. Like, yeah. Um. So I'm like, what do I do now? There like, you go. That's yeah. It. So it's you're gone. in the air force for a yeah. bit, and that's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So, my parents just said like go and get a degree mm-hmm. right and said oh, okay you know just accepted my fate kind of didn't have these fully funded course mm-hmm. options like we do these days mm-hmm. um and um went into a different industry yeah um and did pretty well in that but would always you never lose it you know like always looking up to the sky that's yeah. it you know like literally mm-hmm. sitting looking out the window we used to i used to work in an office in melbourne and you could see the tullamarine airport in the distance and mm-hmm. i could see the planes taken off and descending and you know every time i got on a plane i actually didn't like it because i wanted to uh, you know you i want to be in control yeah i was like no that that should have been my career yeah you know i was so jealous yeah of that mm-hmm. um and yeah anyway in that Saved up enough money over time and, you know, bought a house, got married and settled down. And then I was in Townsville visiting my parents. Mm-hmm. And I saw the, I think it was the Hornets that came in. Yeah. While I was waiting for my plane. And it just sparked something. Mm-hmm. And that's what it comes down to, you know. I'm mm-hmm. sure, I think most people have had that moment. Like, yeah. It just sparked something in me. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't let it go. And... Within a month, I'd quit that mm-hmm. job that I was working in. It was and I was doing really well in that industry. Yeah, gave it all up um, and went full head on into flight training. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, and have never looked back mm-hmm. on it. And everyone around me, and they probably said to you as well, like you know, choosing this kind of career path, like, oh, it's really brave what you're doing and all these kind of you know, like, and especially leaving in a very comfortable industry. Mm-hmm. And I. To me, it wasn't brave at all. It was really you just, easy. You just knew. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, a message for everyone out there, you know, if you've kind of got that niggling mm-hmm. thing, like, act on it. Mm-hmm. Because um, this... Don't just let it sit there. Don't, don't let it sit there. And you and I can tell them, Georgie, you know, from our experience, it's the best job in the world. Uh-huh, like 100%. This, that yeah. no, quest, no one can argue with me otherwise, mm-hmm. you know, like... Some sometimes I'm sitting there in the cockpit and you're looking out and you're just going, "Wow, is this? Mm-hmm. This is not all time." You just get that though. Hey, yeah. like you're sitting there, you, like you said, and it's just you do just get that moment. And you're like, 
How? How? Yeah. How? Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, so I feel very lucky and privileged mm-hmm. and um, have never looked back. doesn't feel like work. Yeah. That way, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's how it should be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so as our, well, down the track, you ended up back here in town. So you did, did your flight training. Yeah. Um, and then kind of things rolled on. Yeah. Got a couple of jobs here and there. Yeah. Ended up in Townsville. And as Dad mentioned on the podcast last week, it was, you know, having you join us on board really was such a turning point in our business and, you know, in our family as well. Like it's kind of created a whole new path. And there was one point that I really wanted to touch on today because safety, you know, at our being a flight school, safety is the number one thing. It's our top priority there at Townsville Flight Training. Well, we can actually officially announce it's going to become National Aviation Academy now. Yeah. So the Shannon is going to... Yep, stickers yep. just went on the plane just as we were coming yep. into the studio. So just to confuse everyone that there is another brand that's coming in, but we'll yep. do a whole other episode on the rebranding of that. And I think, you know, something that you learn in your flight training is, yes, of course, safety. And like I said, safety is our top priority. But especially in the... You know, your first subject that you study is the human... Well, at our school, is the human factors subject. And I think so often... Oh, we've got a flight radar. No, you can't... Oh, you're looking at the time. Yeah. I thought you had it, like, on your watch there. And I I was like, he's ready. You know what I do? I should have pulled it up. No, (laughs) no. Cheating, cheating. All right, what are we guessing? You go first. You're the guest. That sounds definitely a jet. Um, Kind of high-pitched whine. I'm going to say it's like a... It's a Fokker, probably Alliance then. Alliance to, they'll be going to the mines at this time. Phosphate. Oh, my God. I've purely just been guessing every time and you're <laughs> fully studying it. I, I feel, I feel I out of place. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. What's your guess? What's your guess, Georgie? Well, I don't know now that you're analysing everything. <laughs> I always go with Alliance. I don't like to go the same as the guest. <laughs> Throw an analysis in there. Well, go Jetstar to Brisbane. Unfortunately, we're both wrong. I've got yeah. here, we got a new Bonza Townsville to Toowoomba. Ah. Oh. Ooh. Wow, 737. Well, oh, the Max, yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. You're wrong. They're, I'm wrong. They're, they just started. Come on. Yeah. yeah. It's not fresh <laughs> it's in not the fresh. mind. That's not on my schedule. Bonza, you should sponsor the podcast so you're fresh on everyone's mind. Yeah. There you go. Anyone from Bonza here want to reach out? Yeah. That's Thanks. Right. Need yeah. your support. And no. We've got, <laughs> got pilots to send you away to. So yeah. yeah. And we've got passengers to put on your seats to fly to Townsville. So yeah, got everything you need, Bonza. <laughs> kidding. Not really kidding. Um, we'll keep going. Yeah, no, where was I? So human factors, it's that subject that if you've done your flight training, you would know a lot of the students sit there and they go, why are we studying the eyeball or why are we studying hot air balloons and diving and, you know, stress and fatigue and all that sort of stuff. And I think it so often just gets pushed to the side, yep. that subject. It's yep. oh, We'll get through this one because it's not really important. Yep. And as our chief pilot, I kind of wanted to ask you, like, what is, you know, the importance, not what is, but because everyone knows it's important, but how does it kind of relate to you and what have you seen in the past with stress management and fatigue that's, I know it's super important to you and you bring it into our business. So was there like a turning point for you to kind of realise that? I mean, again, I wanted to just shine the light on it because, you know, the most common aircraft, uh, most common Reasoning, reasoning yeah. behind aircraft crashes yeah. are yeah the human um, element the human yeah. element. Yeah. So you know it's such an important factor, yeah. but why is it being pushed to the side so often? So I kind of wanted to just sit down today and kind of bring that back into the front of our minds yep. as pilots and reiterate the importance of human factors yep. in the aviation industry. So yeah. again, it's so important to you. It's so important to us yeah. as a business. How. Yep. How have you seen it in your everyday life? Was there a turning yeah. point? You know, why yep. is it always on the front of your mind? Yep, um, a turning point it mm-hmm. would be, um, and it was through personal experience, obviously. Mm-hmm. And just like you said, Georgie, like when that when I started studying that human factors 
it was just like, geez, this is dry stuff. Mm-hmm. And they kind of talk about, you know, you being the weak link and you're like, no, I'm not, yeah. you know, like <laughs> in the chain. And, um, and I think there is some element where the academics have got kind of too much with it. But mm-hmm. yeah. But then um, I, I, I've actually, yeah, done a one, one uh, what do you call it, a 180 on it, mm-hmm. um, yes. flip on it, and thought, no, no, this is... Out of all the things you learn, like, you know, met, yeah, okay, it's important and mm-hmm. systems, how the engines work and aerodynamics. The one that affects you, I think, the most day to day is human factors. And mm-hmm. I'll give you some examples of yeah, some of the yeah, turning go points. For it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And a bit of a story if you. Oh, okay. We like. love a story. Uh, yeah, we okay. love a story in yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, go for it. So um, this one highlighted a lot of things for me and I learned a lot from it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, um, I was out. Um, one of my jobs was um, working out in Mount Isa. If you don't know where mm-hmm. that is, it's almost on the border of um, Queensland and Northern Territory, mm-hmm. really west. Central Queensland. Central Queensland, yeah. yeah. Really hot. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, 40 degrees most days and those mm-hmm. kind of things. And um, uh, I was um, had a big day of flying. Um, we'd um, you know picked up passengers and then just flying all through that Gulf area and back around and I think it was like, you know, good full day of charter flying and it's single pilot, you're on your own, mm-hmm. um, in a high-performance aircraft, like um, I think it was a Chieftain then, which two engines, you know, capable of speeds up to 400 kilometres over the ground, so you've mm-hmm. got to be on your game a little bit, and uh, up to 10 people in the back, sorry, nine people. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, uh, I'd landed, my last leg was um, at a town called Alperulam, um, Lake Nash, it's also known as. Also, it's actually over the border. In okay. Really remote. Like, just... And even the airstrip is miles away from the town. You know, mm-hmm. you can see the town, like, you know, probably about 10, 20 kilometres away as you fly in. And um, all I was thinking is, all right, I've just got to drop this last set of passengers off. Mm-hmm. And I'm home to the boys for beers. Nice, right? nice. So Isa. this was beginner yeah. pilot. Yeah. Shannon yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was the incentive, bit. yeah, <laughs> yep. to get home. Mm-hmm. Um, was it like a Friday Arvo or do you, yeah, you don't yeah, really you remember? It, it didn't matter. It yeah. didn't matter. <laughs> it you just had to be home to the just, boys. Yeah. yeah, okay. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, very thirsty. Um, <laughs> 45 degrees. Um, so, yeah, dropped them off and um, I was walking back to the aer- airplane and it's no one at the, it's just a remote air- airstrip. No one's around. Mm-hmm. No terminal or anything. And I get in the back stairs and um, the back stairs, um, they drop down. Um, they're kind of like two flaps. One goes up so you don't hit your head on anything as you get in and one goes down and that's got the stairs on it. Kind of like that if you're imagining like a VIP kind of entrance. I that's think people it. would think of it like that. That's yeah. the one, the glamorous, you know, mm-hmm. the jet. That, yep, yeah, and it like the, the stairs fall down and everything opens <sighs> up. Yep. I'm so <laughs> glad you, you brought that one. I was working <laughs> out how to describe it. Um, and... I jumped up there and I noticed like a mess in all on the seats and mm-hmm. there's packets, packets and stuff from the whole day's flying. Yep. All the passengers just left all their junk and I thought, you know what, I'm just going to start picking and cleaning this up as mm-hmm. I go along um, so I don't have to do it when I get home. Yeah. Yep. And I did that and I kind of picked up and cleaned up everything and um, uh, finished that, started the engines um, and started taxiing, which is you know, how, how we manoeuvre, we call it taxi and manoeuvre into the runway. Mm-hmm. And um, I could hear this noise and we, you know, we've got noise cancelling headsets and stuff and, um, but you can still, you get in tuned to what the mm-hmm. machine sounds like. Yeah, you know? definitely. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, for you, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's a different noise for us. <laughs> I always used to think you guys are nervous when you make radio calls because it sounds like you're right. Oh, really? Really like, yeah, because the vibration comes through in your voice. Did you know that? Well, did, did I listen to other helicopter pilots, but... It's like, yeah, I'm just uh, downwind. <laughs> <laughs> I always think you guys are really, like, sad and upset because your radios, I don't know, it must be that, like, it's so it's maybe smooth. smooth. I yeah, don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah, just 172 <laughs> heading here and I'm like... 
guys, liven up a little. It must be us being like, yeah, we're just hurting here. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah thanks, mate. I'll uh, talk to you later. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, I anyway. I that up. Yep. Yep. Sorry to digress. No, that's okay. And I could hear this noise and um, it was bothering me a bit and I'm looking around everywhere at my instruments and oh, it's, everything's fine and just I'm still ready, getting ready to take off and they put the power up at the end of the runway and um, the noise gets worse and I'm just like, what? Really confused, but... All my parameters are normal and planes moving normally and I'm like, oh, just, you know, bugger it. Like, just, I'm, I'm going. <laughs> I'm gone. Mm-hmm. So I took off and I'm climbing out and um, I'm climbing out over the town even um, at the time and I was probably got up to about 5,000 feet, which only takes, you know, I don't know, maybe about five minutes or something like that, mm-hmm. a thousand feet a minute. And... Um, this noise is still there in my headset and starting to really bug me because mm. it's like not my headset, it's not the plane. I just can't work it out and um, continue to climb up. And then I, I had this just, just this, you know, that panic moment? Mm. Like a, it's mm-hmm. like a hot flash almost. That. Yep. And I thought, did I close the, that back door? And I can't, don't have it distinct memory of doing it Mm -hmm, because i mean i'm not a fixed wing pilot but even us as helicopter pilots we you know you close everything and then you do one more look around so yeah that maybe that rush of that that's it and Mm -hmm. and that's what it was and i did something non-standard that day and i broke my normal pre-flight routine um, which was exactly what you said you know like just before you get in one walk around, and like my old chief pilot told me to do that, and he said it'll save probably save your life one day because mm-hmm. we leave fuel caps off the wings. Oh, fuel know. caps are the worst. Mm-hmm. Always <laughs> yeah, put it in your back listen. pocket. <laughs> yeah, always put it in your back, back pocket because mm-hmm. uh, it just sucks your fuel out. You know, as mm-hmm. soon as the air you get in the airflow, um, leave my i you know left my iPad on the wing or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Like some, some left chocks on the wheels, all sorts of things you just pick up in that last walk around. Mm-hmm. Um, so I recommend it, anyone out there, before they fly, just one, it's not a pre-flight, it's just a walk around. Mm-hmm. And um, I usually do that walk around and then I jump in through the front window because I lock up all my passengers with the back door. Mm-hmm. And I realised I didn't do that this time. I got in and started cleaning up and just kind of oh, made my yeah. way to the front. Um, mm-hmm. So then... So you got the, in the back door. In the back day. door, so yeah. yeah, yep, yep. And then just worked my way to the cockpit and mm-hmm. um, just broke my routine. Probably because when I look back on it, I was quite fatigued. Mm. Um, I was tired. You just wanted um, to get home. Like it was your last flight of the day. You didn't have anyone else to worry about but yourself. That's right. Yep. Mm. Get home itis, they call it. Yeah. You know, it's a known thing. Um, and again, another human factors, you know, mm-hmm. thing. Um, so, and fatigue. So I didn't know if it was open up because where you sit in that aircraft at the cockpit, you can't actually see. You know, you can't pick, uh, poke your head out the window. <laughs> You're going at like two hundred, you know, three hundred kilometers an hour. So even um, if you can't look down the middle. You can't, and so you can look down the middle, but you've got all the headrests of all the seats right, in right. the way. Okay. But then I noticed something, and then that confirmed it. And it was a fuel receipt, I think it was, in the, the very last seat. And I just saw it fluttering away. Oh no! Like not from any aircon blowing on it. It was really proper fluttering oh. like it's getting a lot of air mm-hmm. from somewhere and that confirmed to me i've left the freaking back oh, door open. gosh <laughs> so um it's not designed obviously to fly like that no you know? no no <laughs> no probably no. probably wouldn't usually <laughs> no you don't do it for ventilation or anything like no. that. them them sitting there designing this aircraft yeah nah let some design it so they can just leave the door open. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> it's definitely not designed for that. So then, Georgie, again, human factors, right? Just because of my state of mind at the time, which was probably fatigued, tired, probably dehydrated a mm-hmm. little bit as well, um, and now a bit stressed, mm-hmm. I had the craziest thought of my life. Oh, no. Can, it, you, can you imagine what it was? I would just so, probably think, close the door. Yeah, Right, because you guys but can use autopilot. So close the door. So this is this is the crazy thought, right? And yeah. you're on the right lines, right? Put it yeah. on autopilot because mm-hmm. I can get up the controls. But you're not meant. You you no, still should no. guard the controls, oh, right? Yes, yes. So that that's crazy enough as it is, yes. right? To put it on autopilot and then 
remove yourself from the cockpit. Right? That's, but a no, then that, I, then, that's a no-go. So I, and I actually went through the process of establishing it on autopilot. Right? And then I thought, wait a minute, I'm going to try pull this door up manually against <laughs> 400 kilometres of airflow. When you're right? up at 5,000. Five, and there's nothing holding me in. I'm just going to get sucked out. Right, like it, so it it kind of dawned on me what I was actually thinking of doing, and I thought, wow. well, because everything was just going so quick, you were yeah. like, I need to fix this as soon yeah. as possible. That's mm-hmm. what it was, and you know, it was also a bit of embarrassment. Yeah, you, know? like, you can't come back down and land. Everyone no, will see. That's right, and um, so I thought I better close it before I land. You know, mm-hmm. back home. So there's another human factors thing, right? And they talk about. Um, kind of the wrong attitude, like machoism, yep. you know, those kind of things. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And um, egos, and mm-hmm. that there is no place for ego in aviation. Mm-hmm. It's left at the door, you yep. know, um, because egos kill you. Mm-hmm. Really, they, do, they can. Quite literally can. Quite yeah. literally can. Um, so I, I tell a lot of students that too. Um, and... So okay, so I've still got this problem <laughs> to yes. deal with. Yeah, let, let's go <laughs> so, back. Let's go back to the door, just wide open at five thousand yeah, yeah, feet. Yeah, I've just slapped myself <laughs> over the face and go, "What are you thinking?" Okay, all right. So I've got to slow it down. This aircraft because is the door even? I don't even know it's there. And mm. then I thought, oh, I flew over the town. Is it? Has it fallen off into the town and you know detached itself? Got a plane. Okay. Okay, hang on. Hang. Tell me, this is a small one. Yep. It's a smaller Smaller. One. Yeah. Can, can I give you clues? And well, I know that, like, I know the sounds of the small, medium and bigger ones. Yeah. But, yeah, okay, give me a clue. Okay, so that's a turboprop, right? Not yep. Is it a propeller, not jet-driven? Yeah. Just by that. that okay, that sound. Yeah, yep. It's a turbo, yeah. So it's... it's can confirm that is correct. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Lock. Yeah. Well done, Shannon. You know yeah. your plane. Yeah. Is that it? Is it? Can we stop there? Yeah. That's a win. I'll, I'll okay, the that's probably so the closest anyone's got. Yeah. This whole, yeah. it's just there. Okay, so now it's a question of: Is it one engine or two engines? Do you right? know? That that was hard to tell. Okay, okay, I feel yeah. a bit better. Yeah. So stop sweating. Yeah. So we know who operates a single engine turbine. Out of Townsville. Do we? <laughs> Looking at you. Yeah, us. <laughs> yeah, you do. You guys do, the squirrel, but also Oh, not a plane, yeah. Hinterland. Hinterland right, so to Palm. Is Hinterland to Palm or it's a Dash 8 Qantas Link? Qantas Link. And it would be going to 11.30 Cairns probably. What's your final guess, Georgie? Oh, I always just say Hinterland to Palm, but I might say... Yep. It's 50-50 between those two. We'll lock it in. Which one? Sounds like cans. Yes. Bingo. Qantas Link? Yep. Qantas Link. Oh, yep. Shan, you're the first, <laughs> first person, person to get flight radar right. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I told you I haven't had many fish I've, I've been on that flight many times. So. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that was cheated. Yeah. Does he get anything? Yeah, we need a we need a prize. We do need a prize. Uh, we need a prize. Well, it just doesn't happen. We just yeah, it doesn't happen. <laughs> okay, we'll think of the prize. <laughs> Listeners, what should Shannon's prize be? A oh, ticket boy. on that plane okay. flight. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. yeah. <laughs> Let us know. That's Let right. us know. What a palm island. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gosh, yeah. Well done. Yeah. I'm I'm really proud. Oh, really? Oh, but I'm cool. also Your dad knows the schedule pretty well. How did he go? No, he he was horrible. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> okay. Damn. Damn. All right. Well, we'll see how we go. Don't okay. don't think you've got it just this yet. Okay. All right. There'll be more. Yep. Yes, you wait. All right. There is. Okay. Back to the story. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'll I'll this kind of coming to the end now. So, mm-hmm. um. Okay. So then I kicked in the gear, and that's mm-hmm. what you'll do as a pilot, right? Like, all right. How am I going to solve this issue? Mm-hmm. I've got this possible, whether it's there or not, I don't know, a door hanging down. Um, I've got so far to go to Mount Isa, but that, that's actually close. And you know what? If something happens, I'm not going to hurt anyone back there or the mm-hmm. plane, you know. So I've made the decision. I'm going to go back to that aerodrome and also avoid the embarrassment of landing, you know, in Mount Isa mm-hmm. with it. I've accepted that. I can't do anything about closing it if it mm-hmm. is there. 
Um, but what I should do is just slow the aircraft down. Okay. So what I did is I got slowed it down enough and then I threw our landing gear out. So the landing gear creates a lot of drag, mm-hmm. slows the aircraft down, cuts into the airflow. Um, and that you know, immediately wiped out all the speed and mm-hmm. then came back around to land. And then as I'm coming in to land, I'm thinking, oh, I've got a second problem now. This door hangs really low. And when I'm just going to touch down, yeah. it's going to hit the door first. Oh. And then I'm going through all these scenarios in my head. It's going to grab, it's going to twist, the plane's going to flip, and I don't know what, right? Oh. This is not, this is going to be so, okay, how am I going to land the plane to avoid that? So I've got to land as flat as I can, as slow as I can. Mm-hmm. And um, so how I'm thinking through that. How would a plane usually land? Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. No, so you try, typically you'll see most planes oh, land they go the back butt. wheels. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the nose wheel comes down after that. Um, okay, yeah, know yeah. That, now that you've said that, yes, yeah, so yeah. And you know that. Thanks for clarifying because, um, yeah, flat, three wheels at once is flat. Yeah, okay. Like, um, so that will avoid dipping the back mm-hmm. tail section down so the door's even further down, hanging mm-hmm. down on the runway. So um, anyway... Did that and landed and there was no noise. Right? And it was such a, you know that. Yeah, that. I, I went from that, you know, that panic hot flight to that sense of relief, you know, like, ah. Oh, and, um, but I still didn't know what I was going to find when I yep. shut down. Mm-hmm. So, you know, shut down and ran out and, oh, my God, the door's there. It's just there. It's Everything's normal, right? It's just closed properly. And, and I'm like, wow, I got away with that. And then the second thing hit me. And they talk about this in Human Factors too. Um, they say how one emergency can lead to another emergency. Mm-hmm. And I never checked that I had my landing gear down because I was so preoccupied on thinking, how am I going to land the aircraft without hitting this door on the runway on the way down? I never double, we always double check to see if our gear's all locked mm-hmm. in and it's down. And I never did that. I never did my pre-landing checks because I was so occupied with this other thing that I could have potentially, if I didn't throw the gear out at the top to slow mm-hmm. the aircraft down, I would have probably forgotten my gear. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that was kind of almost more scary, mm. you know, um, because a landing without your landing gear is going to cause serious damage. And yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, everything was, you know, went home. Had a beer with the boys <laughs> and told him about it. Told, had, had to report it in to my chief pilot and mm-hmm. talk, talk him through all that. And, um, there was one more crazy thing that happened. Oh, my gosh. This story yeah. just goes I, on. I, I thought it was over. But the very next day, the very next day, I was um, had another flight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got Talked it through. I was allowed to fly the plane again. Oh, that's, uh, yep. But it was well great. rested, you know. <laughs> yeah. Only one beer, so. Mm-hmm. Um, eight hours. Eight hours, that's hours. it. That's it, yep. mm-hmm. And um, I was coming into an airport, another run remote up in near the Gulf called Dumaji. Mm-hmm. And I'd landed there and I was taxiing in to the apron. And a friend that I knew that worked for another company was there. Um, mm-hmm. And... He was flying another, a twin-engine Cessna, different to what I was flying, but same kind of performance. Yeah. And um, he kind of gave me a bit of a wave, and I was still kind of yeah, you know, manoeuvring to park. And yeah, he w- and, and then he kind of made the symbol like "I'll call you later," kind of you know, like yeah, yeah, um, with his hands. And uh, I said, "Yep," yeah, you know, just waved him, and then I j- saw him jump up, and he hopped in, and then there, there, um, that plane. Sorry to get a bit plane nerdy here but no, no. it's got really nice geared engines and it sounds really nice so I thought oh, I'll just watch him take off you mm-hmm. know so I sat sat outside the plane and just watch him take off and it sounded really nice and then he's kind of taken off the runway and I'm looking up and I'm looking at his rear section and I can't believe my eyes what his doors were open <laughs> the exact same uh, the exact same like it's very very similar aircraft in some ways but like yeah. same setup with the door and his doors are open. So he's already taken off as well. He's already taken off. And I, I even thought, I knew this wasn't the case, but I thought, oh, maybe they, clo- I don't know why, yeah. I maybe they close on that aircraft as you're like, no way, right? Like he's forgotten to close the door. And this is not a common thing. Like, I, I, no. Until I did it, I never heard of anyone else doing that. There probably has been, but I've never heard of it before. Mm. Oh. 
That's a one. That's a little one. Okay, good. Yep, that's a little one. Yep. It's a twin. Single, single engine. Yep, that is a yep. single because it's... Yep. Yep. You're on the right track, I reckon. <laughs> I love the concentra- I love the concentration in your... Single engine. Yeah. Who else is single engine then? We, s- we talked about it before. Yeah, well, we said Hinalan or... Oh, Hinalan, Hinalan. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately. No. Oh, no, it's King it's, it's, I can't. It's not going oh. anywhere. It's the Royal Fine Doctor Service. King Air. A great friend of the show. Uh. Yeah, our friends. Uh, how can we get that wrong? Hi, friends. I should have known. That was too fast for a caravan. Yep. I should have I known. You should have known. Yep. I yep. should have. Yep. Does it say where they're going? It doesn't. No, it just says they just took off from Townsville. Yeah. Oh, I can't even see it. Where is it? Oh, there. Whoa. Oh, they're going up north. Well, I guess the Royal Flying Dogs can go they anywhere. They go everywhere, yeah. anywhere, anytime. <laughs> they're amazing, hey? They are. Hmm. Safe flight, everyone. That RFDS yep. flight. Hope everyone's okay. Hope everyone is okay. Oh. Hopefully it's just a transfer. What about the RFDS? That's yeah, really should have known. Naughty. That was too quick for us. Should have known. Yeah. Got okay. me on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I love the concentration that goes into your face. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was, I was, you know, other times we're just sitting here guessing, but I was like, I've actually got to get one today. <laughs> Fine, yeah. I'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> now, now I do have some, you know, tricks and tips yeah, up my sleeve, so yep. I will know. Yep. Yep. Next, next couple of guests, watch out. Yep. That's it. Yep. So I'm coming for you. So I've got one, right? So someone's got to get two in the session. Yeah, someone's yep. got to get two. Yep. Then they take my name off. Wall, yeah. Oh yes, let's have a leaderboard. <laughs> I'm going to write that down. We'll put, we'll put a leaderboard just <laughs> between us. There'll be a, a flight radar leaderboard. It's yeah. a bit of luck involved as well because there kind is. of because how many planes fly by us during your session. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Oh, and Wednesday's the busiest day as well at Townsville. Is it? Yeah. yeah. It's oh. most traffic. Yeah, knew that. Yeah. Writing that down. <laughs> 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 okay. Right, let's finish this. Yep, finish yep. this story. I'm so, liking it. Yep. I'm liking it. So I, I just couldn't believe my eyes mm-hmm. that he's done the same thing. And uh, and he, to me, he was what, like, he was the best pilot I've ever met. Like, mm-hmm. and, you know, he was like, I looked up to him. Yeah. Um, so it made me feel so much better <laughs> <laughs> knowing that, you know, someone of his calibre can do <laughs> the same thing. So I ran over onto the, there's a security car there, and mm-hmm. I got onto their radio and said, Stuart, you know, like, oh, you're back door, mate. Like your back door. Mate, what 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 are you thinking? What have you done? (laughs) Seriously, who would forget that? (laughs) Come on. idiot. Come on, mate. (laughs) Do better. Haven't I taught you anything? Gosh. (laughs) Human (laughs) factors, mate. Don't ever forget your checks. (laughs) Always do your checks. Twice Uh, if you need, three times. Yeah, that was the feeling a little bit. (laughs) So I I told him, actually, you just reminded me. I told him that on the radio. I said, mate, you're not going to believe this. I did this yesterday. <laughs> Can you believe it? You know, was, was his plane all okay as well? It was. Okay, it was. So uh, uh, all I uh, I could hear, like, because he went through the same almost emotion. I could mm-hmm. feel it that he was going through that very same thought process. Did you say anything to him, like just land or no? I let no. you. All, so yeah, you oh, let him. Yeah, you don't. Make, yeah, 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 of course. Let the yeah. pilot. Yeah, he's the one in command. He'll make the right decisions, yeah. and I knew he would. And all I got back was I had. The pause of silence after I told him, you know, like on the radio, and then I just was silence, and then I just heard his call sign, which is I'm just going to make it up, Alpha yeah. Bravo Charlie. That's, that wasn't his call that's sign, a, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's all he said, um, and in a very depressed tone. And then he came back and landed and sorted it out on the ground as uh-huh. well. But I just just couldn't believe. Yeah, it is. That, that is that a story. Yeah, for me to be at that airport at that time and him... And you know what? I probably distracted him. I don't know. You know, like... Um, Could have, yeah. Him yeah. seeing you. Yeah. But either way, yeah. pilots go through distractions every day and your main job is to be able to work with distractions. So That's right. That's I guess right. you both learnt a huge lesson. If you did distract him, then... Yep. Who cares? Like, it's not your problem. Exactly. And Georgie, ha- you know, when you start flying passengers for mm-hmm. the first time... Now, I'll tell you what's worse, friend. That's a single... That's a That's hinterland. Slower. That's to That's Palm. That's got to be. I'm on that. Is it to Palm or Manizer? Oh, Labona or Palm. Uh, it'll be. Oh, it could be the last service before lunch. That's. I'm going to say Palm. 
It is a hinterland aviation, but okay. it doesn't say where it's going. But uh, it looks okay. like it's heading to Palm. It's heading to Palm. Uh. <laughs> I'm on the leaderboard. Yeah. With You've got two you. in one session. <laughs> oh no, because Shannon's got two. Uh, I'm second. You. Hey Rob, I'm second on the leaderboard for um, <laughs> flight radar. <laughs> second is the best tire here. <laughs> we actually had a winner today. Can you go get him a prize? Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Good, good on yeah. us. Well done. Yeah. Anyway, that mm-hmm. was that was the story. Um, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, yeah, that pilot's no longer with us. Again, mm-hmm. very human factor related incident he had that, yeah, mm-hmm. unfortunately didn't come out of. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's yeah. a very there's, serious there's side to it all. There's so this, many hey? things to take out of that story. Thank you yeah. so much for sharing it with us. And, yeah, I mean, you know, some people might look at it and go, especially from an outsider's perspective, like, oh, how could you forget that kind of yeah. thing? But, again, to people in aviation really, really just want to shine the light on, you know, you. <laughs> you yeah. are the most important thing in that aircraft and you have to look after yourself. Yep. You have to look after your fatigue, your stress yep. and, you know, distractions, all that sort of stuff. You've You've got to put them behind you. You never, I think... I don't know, maybe the thing that I took from your story the most was don't ever change routine, maybe. Yep. Or if you do change (coughs) routine, like your checks. Yeah, don't get lazy. Don't get lazy, yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I was looking for. It's very easy to, hey, like, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're in a rush or if you're tired, um, it's very easy to skip something. Well, that's, you know, scientifically proven. Like, the first time you do something, it's going to take you a lot longer. Yep. The more times you do it, it becomes muscle memory and you're going to, you know, cut that down by whatever task it is. It could be a minute you cut off that task or 30 seconds you cut off that task because it becomes so muscle memory or, yeah, you get lazy and you decide that other things don't actually have to be done because you've done it that many times. But that's not the case. It it could just be that one time, you Mm -hmm. know, that you um, pick something up that you're you're meant to for that flight. So, yeah, so that going back to, you know, how, how you started... Um, talking about this um, topic of human factors and its importance and mm-hmm. why I stress it so much um, yeah. is um, I guess I've learnt the hard way and um, I I really try yet yeah, instill that on my pilots mm-hmm. um, to be conscious of themselves and especially the younger guys mm-hmm. um, and yourself <laughs> <laughs> um, the younger generation who quite you know I, I remember being like around your age and feeling you know pretty confident in what I was doing and all that kind of stuff and um and a bit of bit of um what's the word for it um complacency yeah you know, can creep in um but you've got to be on your guard and I find like I, I mother them a little bit sometimes like <laughs> hey have you got it sounds really funny you should hear it like before they they've got to do a chat I know they've got a long day I'm like hey have you got food and they're like yeah what if what have you got you got sandwiches? Oh. You got, have you got drink? What have you got? You got what drink have you got? You got any sh- sugar? You might need to. You know, like yeah. I'm just there, like because I know that like all those little things make a difference mm-hmm. in fatigue and um, hydration and all that kind of stuff. So important. So mm-hmm. important. So I, I stress it a lot. It sounds like I'm fussing over them, no. um, but I know why. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I've got a reason to do that, and um, and same with the students. You know, like really kind of try and steal on them. Um, you got to look after yourself and. You're a pilot now and you've got to conduct yourself in a, in mm-hmm. a certain way. You've got a huge responsibility. It's almost like, I don't want to say like an athlete way, but it's like kind of that similar, like you've got to look after yourself just as much. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. And um, I, I think, um, you know, just hey, like when they come in to do, you know, to learn how to be a pilot and they come in to start flight training and stuff and it's, you know, there's a, there's a huge responsibility that they're going to eventually undertake and, it's kind of very different to school, normal mm-hmm. school, like or uni, you know, for some other courses. It's mm-hmm. like, hey, you know, you, you come in those doors and it's game time. You know, mm-hmm. you switch on, you put your pilot shirt on yeah. or uniform and that's, you know, you're, you're, mm-hmm. you're acting as professional as possible and mm-hmm. responsible as possible as you can be um, because that's what it takes mm-hmm. in, the, in the industry. Yep, to be successful. Thank you. There's so many golden nuggets uh, in that. Thank you so yeah. much. And obviously so lucky to have someone, you know, with your experience. Maybe not the um, flying without the doors experience, but yeah. we've, le- <laughs> yeah. we've learned. But no, there's many so many, yeah. yes, many, many years. Yeah. Many, 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 yeah. many, 
dinosaur years ago? Yeah, it would have been. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay, we got you, got you there. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. I feel like, yeah, already yeah. so much to take, but is there, I always ask everyone, is yeah. there kind of one thing? Oh, actually, there is one thing you've uh, got to finish on. Yeah. Fixed wing versus helicopter. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, jeez. I was going to say, up. what's okay. one thing you want to leave us All with, right. but you can this leave us with that. Uh, oh, I've got to cop it for this. Hang on, but, hang on. Before yeah. we get into it, I want to <laughs> tell everyone there is just a little bit of like a... Because at our flight school, we offer both fixed wing and rotary training. And I feel like there's always a bit of friendly competition. Yeah. Definitely friendly. Yeah. Friendly oh, always. We are family yeah. owned and operated and we keep the family vibes there. Yeah. Friendly competition of like, who's the pilot kind of thing. Yeah. So there's kind of always this competition of like, yeah. you know... Well, I'm a helicopter pilot, so I'm a real pilot. Yeah. And it's like you guys get autopilot. So, anyways, completely friendly competition. Don't come at us. Don't think you're going to be coming into school and everyone, you know, is always finding that is. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. not the case at all. And I hope all our students would say the same thing. Uh, I think but so. Yes. Okay. Now you can continue. All right. Just put that disclaimer uh, out I've there. I'm going to build this. I'm going to build myself up to release this. Oh, this, is this big? Okay. Oh, uh, look. It, it is and it isn't, right? Okay, so I'm ready. Built it, I've built it up too much No, no, now. no, I'm all ready right. now. Okay, all right. So, Drum roll. Okay, helicopters. Okay, yes. Are more fun. <laughs> yeah, but, we, all, we all knew that. But planes, we go faster. That's it. Yeah, okay. That's it. I'll let, I'll, but I'll I'll let you I've leave us admit, with that. They are more fun. They are fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we we fun. have to go to straight line, right? Yeah. You guys get to go up, down, left, right, land where you want, <laughs> see more stuff, closer it's to the, the ground. It's the landing where you want for me. It is very tempted sometimes. <laughs> hey, especially when there's a couple sitting there just staring at you yeah. all day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. You're going to leave us with that? I'm going to leave you with that. Okay, yep. cool. Yep. Awesome. Uh, one more thing, can oh, I say? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Just because, it. yeah, your dad, your dad you, we, you came in um, before you released the last episode mm-hmm. and you um, showed me... Um, that little the, the clip, the of, little clip yeah, that your dad, dad talked. mentioned. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought I'd just want to touch on that, mm-hmm. right? Because for some reason that really, and you, what you, what you played back to me was when your dad was talking about how we just, I just came in and we just had a chat. Yeah. If you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to it. But it was yeah. um, when Shannon came in and did his. Well, it, was, it wasn't an it, interview, no, but was, yeah. essentially at the end of the day, it was your interview. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It was, um, and it actually made me. A little bit emotional here in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was a bit better prepared when I actually watched your episode yeah. <laughs> for it. But, yeah, you, you were there and, you know, mm-hmm. you could tell I was mm-hmm. got a little bit choked up about it. And I thought about that a little bit. And it was just it was just one of those meetings with your dad who's um, just, you know, I just look at him at, on, at, you know, with awe sometimes, like what he's created and all the jobs he's given to people and in such a good industry, you know, as well and... Well, we were saying um, at the start, like, literally the best job. Yeah. I mean, we did just go on a whole story then it, about, like, stress and stuff, but, you know, the yeah. best job. It is. No, yeah. no question about it, right? No. I, I don't, no one can argue otherwise. And, yeah, so that that meeting with your dad, there was just something that just clicked there and it was just a chat with a, a norm, your dad's just a normal guy, you know, like, and um, despite, you know, how successful he's been in this side of the business and... um. And it just it just gelled, and I, I knew something was there that, and I, and I actually, and I think I remember telling your dad like I did have applications out at all different places at that time, and which is normal, yeah, yeah. You're trying to find a job, which, yeah, yeah, and that, that's what it was. And then I kind of just was able to just wipe all that, you know, and just kind of go home. And it was it was Christmas Eve, I think it was, um, well, very close to it. And um, your dad called me up and said, "I'd like you to, you know, to start in the in the new year." and and it was um, just felt so right. Yeah. And there was, um, yeah, yeah. It just felt really welcomed by a dad and um, really encouraged. And it was just, it's just been an amazing couple of years working with the team, um, your family, and you know the others, Tim and Tanner, and oh, all those guys. Sure. And yeah, it's just been such a good experience for me um, and enjoyable. And I don't feel like it's work. I really enjoy what I do. Um, and yeah, it's it's kind of touched on an emotional side of me that I never knew that would exist with work, you know, relationship with work. But yeah, but that's that's the industry, and um, that's what this company kind of brings. So, I want to just you. thank the your family and um, for the opportunity to be involved in it. And oh, no, it's well, been we awesome. we love having you around, and 
you know, I think people often think as well, like Aviatrix, well, you know, because this is the Aviatrix Airways podcast, like they think it's just me. But, you know, the amount of times I've sat in your office and you've, you know, given me so many ideas or, yes, let's do this. Like, I just, yeah, I want to thank you again. Like, there's just, it's everyone. It's everyone who's involved and, you know, especially you for always having our back. And I think, yeah, that is what we pride ourselves on is we're all there for each other. So, yep. no, yep. it has and been you. So Thanks for that. It's nice to hear that. And um, that's great to be involved. And it's a great, it is a great team, hey, like all the... And, you know, the heli fix thing. Like, <laughs> we have a mutual respect for each other. Yeah, we do. Yeah. <laughs> we love each other. Yeah. We love each other and we'll yeah. leave it with that. Yeah. Thanks, Sean. Yeah. Okay. All right. Are you going to sing the It's a You problem today? Welcome to It's a You problem. <laughs> All right, we've got Shan Dog in the studio today for It's a You problem. Let's see what everyone has sent in. We're just going to do one. I feel like our episode was a bit long, so that's good. We'll do one today. Oh, there's there's some really good ones. Oh, now I don't want to just choose one. (laughs) Okay. Not going to name names, but someone has sent in their life problem and we are going to solve it for her. Her problem is boyfriend keeps hotboxing the room with his farts. Is it true love or can it be stopped? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that what's is hot, a problem. What's hotboxing? What's hotboxing? As You're in like he just sinks the whole room okay. out with fart. Yeah, all right. Like the room is a fart dungeon. Okay. Yeah. Um, so what? We've got to solve it. Okay. Solve it. okay. Lockie, have you got to yeah. solve? Um, I don't have one. You don't no, have a problem to solve? Okay. Everyone think for a bit. We'll cut this little bit out. So uh, we've got to solve that problem. We've got to solve her problem, okay. but we kind of do it in a bit of like a, a funny way, like not a logistic way. Okay. All right. Um, okay. My first, my initial, we never go with the initial response for it's a you problems, but my initial response would be just do it back. But <laughs> if he, you got to give him a bit of his taste, taste of his own medicine here, I think. So maybe like, light, so light, light it up. <laughs> <laughs> this is so gross. Maybe. Oh, this is so. Oh, this is what, gross. What are you thinking? Okay, what am I thinking? I'm thinking. I don't know why my brain's gone to this, but that's why we love this segment. Get a container. Next time he farts, you cup his fart, <laughs> like a, a hot muffin, or cup, <laughs> some people call it cupcaking. Cupcaking. So. Yeah. Grab his fart in the container and then shove it in his face. Guess you don't really. This is another gross point. You can stand the smell of your own fluff, <laughs> so that wouldn't really. No. And clearly, if he's hot boxed the whole room, then yeah. he doesn't mind. I, I've heard of something called the reverse Dutch. You heard that? No. So that's yeah. That it's kind of the same thing. You know the Dutch oven. Have you mm-hmm. heard of the Dutch oven? No. Okay, so the Dutch oven is when someone farts under the blanket. and then Oh, and then you put the blanket yeah, over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So do re- that to him. The reverse is, yeah, just closing him in oh. his own. Yeah. Dutch oven him. Yeah, reverse Dutch oven. Reverse Dutch. Because the Dutch oven's to the other person. Right, so okay. Is, is back, so. Yeah, it's no, I, I do I do like that option. It was kind of originally what I thought, like <laughs> taste of his own medicine, <laughs> just do yeah. it back. Yeah. yeah. You can't just generate a fart. But, uh, <laughs> no. Well, well, maybe... Sh- that she should do it to him then, you know, Dutch. Give him a Dutch oven. Yeah, maybe. Yep. So that's oh, gross. I'm really stumped. <laughs> uh. Have you got a fix, look? Yeah, yeah. Um, I reckon I'll just, yeah, just load her up on a high-protein diet and that'll get them rolling out. High-fibre? Well, whatever it is, she's got to do some research there. High fibre. Yeah, and then just taste of his own medicine. Taste of his own medicine. Yeah. There you go. That's the theme, I think. I think yep. that's the theme. Yep. So whether we're going to do a cover over the head, that sounds like a crime scene. Or just cupcake him, I reckon. Just give him a – just <laughs> cup it, throw it in his face. <laughs> Done. <laughs> oh, dear. Good with that. 
Wow. Well, yeah. thanks for sending in your life problems, guys. Don't forget to send them in. Um, send them in to aviatrix underscore Australia on Instagram or you can email info at aviatrix.com.au. You can follow all my personal stuff at georgie underscore Arnold and you can see everything that Shannon gets up to in his everyday job on Townsville underscore flight underscore training, which is soon rebranding to National Aviation Academy, so watch out for that, or Zephyr Australia. So you can check it all out, and then TikTok is Hangar85. So see what he does for what he can't call work, apparently. Life. Life. Should never the dream. Yeah, living the, the dream. dream. Living the dream. Yeah. And we'll be back in your ears next week. <laughs>